This podcast episode has been made possible by the BCL Trail. New experiences are brewing nearby at the bcltrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you hit follow in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy it, recommend it to a friend. That's how this podcast series grows. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I highlight unique breweries around Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. Breweries can be a focal point in any community. Many of them align their name with the characteristics or features of their surroundings. Today, I find myself mid-island on Vancouver Island in the town of Courtney, British Columbia, located on the traditional unceded territories of the Comox First Nations. Ace Brewing opened their doors in 2019 and is proud of their vintage aviation theme reflecting the history of the Comox Valley and the Canadian Air Force. I sat down with their head brewer. My name is Dan Lake, and I'm the head brewer at Ace Brewing in Courtney, BC. All right. And uh, one taping, we're in the heat dome at the moment, and immediately the thing that stands out to me is you guys have got great AC in this tasting. I didn't so. even know we had AC, to be honest. <laughs> I saw the post yesterday talking about um, come on down for AC, and I was like, is that true? We have AC? Because <laughs> I'm normally in the back just getting way too hot. And yeah. Yeah. On a normal day. On a normal day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty worried about tomorrow. It's supposed to be 40 degrees. So it'll so. be like 50 in the brewery. Yeah. Oh, so you are brewing tomorrow. Uh, we're not brewing tomorrow, but we're going to be busy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, how did beer find you? So I'm a geologist by training. Mm-hmm. Originally, my first career was as a geologist. I was working as an exploration geologist kind of in the field. Loved it as a young man but met my wife and now have a family and that lifestyle wasn't really working for me. I mean, it's hard, man. Like you're, you're out in uncharted territories trying to find stuff, right? Yeah. Just in the middle of nowhere for like long periods of time. Yeah. And, uh, I kind of saw the writing on the wall that it wasn't going to work for what I wanted for my family and myself. So worked a little bit of office work as a geologist that wasn't working for me in terms of professional I just didn't enjoy it, to be honest. So I had some friends homebrewing. I was doing a little bit of homebrewing. I saw the old, so I'm from Alberta. Mm-hmm. I saw the old college program pop up in some social media or something like that. It sounded pretty interesting to me. And I'm kind of more of the analytical side of thinking. So I was like, I need to know how to do things. I need to know how to calculate. I mm-hmm. need to really understand the processes and the science behind it to really execute the way that I wanted to. So I thought that I would go into the program. So it's a two-year program of brewmaster and brew operations management. And it does everything. Like it's from brewing science to financing, to marketing, basically everything you need to run a brewery. And I loved it. Worked for a brewery in Calgary for a few years. And then this job popped up and I have family in Royston. My mom and dad are in Royston. And I always come here on vacation. So I figured why not live here? And uh, yeah, so I moved here March of last year. So I've been here a year and a bit. 
All right, sweet. And yeah. what, so this is your first job or did you have something before this in beer? No, I worked as a head brewer at a brewery in Calgary for, it's called Patty's Barbecue and Brewery. It's like a small brew pub. Mm-hmm. And then before that, I worked at a brewery called Banded Peak as their assistant brewer. And then before that, I worked on a packaging line for another brewery in Calgary. So I've had a few jobs, but on a uh, scale of this size, like I was in a brew pub as a head brewer, but like a production brewer of this size, this will be my first like head brewer gig. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going great. Well, we've kind of, since I've started, we've been in the heat of COVID. Yeah. I, I started during the first lockdown and now we're, I don't know, what lockdown are we coming out of now? It's like, yeah. Another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another one. Another one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So you've never really experienced like full normal operations as it were, right? So, Not here. No. Yeah. yeah. Like we kind of, well, even this brewery before me opened in September and then January came around and COVID hit. So we haven't really had a good chance to get going properly. Which has been interesting, kind of figuring out the split in canning and tap room, and it's always changing. And we do we do a lot of canning now, but it seems to be kind of tapering down, and the on premise is scaling up. So we're kind of figuring out how to transition between the two, and it's just kind of flowing naturally at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's one of the difficult things that every brewery is going through right now. It's kind of because keg sales went down to essentially nothing. Yeah. And now they're ramping up again and trying to keep up to all of our accounts and on-premise and canning and how those how those uh, splits are changing has been probably one of the most difficult parts of my job. Yeah. So you said September. So they've only been only been open like a year, huh? So so we're coming up on two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah so yeah. in September will be two years. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we we had our one year raging party last September. We didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Released a double IPA to drown our sorrows. And that was about it. Right. Right. Yeah. So Ace, uh, I'm looking around. I'm seeing a lot of uh, fighter planes here. Yeah. What's what's behind the name of the brewery and how did that come about? So the Air Force Base is a big, a, just a big influence on the whole um, community here. Mm-hmm. There's the big snowbird on the highway when you come in. Yeah. So, big yeah. snowbird on the highway. So the, the Air Force Base employs a lot of people in town. It's, uh, it's, it's been here for a long time. So it's a big part of the community. The snowbirds come here in, they were just here, so I'll be in the spring and they're ripping around doing all their practice runs for weeks. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Like we look out the back of the brewery and there's like snowbirds drawing hearts in the air and like mm-hmm. flying over the brewery. And It's a free air show every day. Yeah, it's yeah. a free air show every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when we're canning, the cans are out the back. So I just kind of sit there and watch snowbirds fly around. And, mm-hmm. and then right behind our brewery is a small municipal private airport. So they, um, there's planes taking off all the time. So kind of seems like we were in a good spot to use that as our branding and our theme. Mm-hmm. And then Ace is like the number one pilot in an Air Force. So that's our kind of aspirations is to be the best brewery that we can be in our community and throughout the province. And we're striving to do that with every batch of beer. And Did the owners serve at all? Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, they have lots of family that served and we have lots of um, investors that served. And mm-hmm. so... And like um, Stocky Edwards, who lives in the Valley, is like one of the most decorated Spitfire pilots of, um, of World War II. And he comes in all the time. He just turned like 103 and like Great. still sits at the bar and drinks Spitfire. And so that's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a big influence of that on the community here. And it seemed appropriate. And people have really banded around that. And we have Air Force guys coming in here all the time. We're making a beer for 
one of the squadrons in the fall that they're going to do their own special label for. So yeah, everyone's really bought into it and it's, it's serving well for us. So. Right. So what are your core beers that you have? We have a lot of them. We have, um, we have tons of them. So our Spitfire Lager is our like go-to highest selling um, one in-house. And that's uh, German Pilsner. And like I was showing you in the back, we have two big 60 hectoliter tanks that we tri triple batch our lager into. And we did that and we designed it that way so we could give lager the proper amount of time. This is kind of my baby. I'm drinking it right now. And uh, like lagers are difficult, but they're not complicated. It's just attention to every single detail, and that detail adds up to an excellent beer, yeah. in my opinion. Well, because it's so simple yeah. that it's so easy to make it go wrong. Yeah, right? there's like a, a thousand things you have to do and make the right decisions, and all those little tiny things incrementally add up to, to this. Yeah. We want it to be light, but kind of snappy and uh, crisp and easy drinking, not too over the top that it would scare away your like lucky lager drinkers because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of that this island is well hydrated and lucky lager so yeah. we wanted to get people into the craft beer lager scene and show them that lagers can be cool and uh and tasty too and tasty yeah. yeah this is like yeah i could drink this beer every day all right well that that didn't that it didn't end up on my flight so i'm gonna have to yeah, uh, yeah. order that then yeah and then so we have a drop tank which is uh we call it an india blondale so it's 4.7 percent, super light easy drinking heavily dry hopped with centennial and sabro so it's got a lot of hop flavor. We have Wingman Pale Ale, which is kind of a hybrid pale. It's got a co-pitch of English and American ale yeast strains, but then it's it's got a heavy whirlpool of all um, kind of Cascadian hops or sea hops. It's probably one of our most malt-forward beers. Uh, it's a little bit darker. What's the next on the line? Jet Fuel IPA. Oh, which I just finished. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely yeah, West Coast. Yeah, that's that's actually probably my favorite beer. Yeah. Um, so we were very fortunate to win the Canadian Beer Award with that last year. So we won a silver in the the North American IPA category. So everyone, that's uh, that's me and Jack, our assistant brewer. That's our that's our favorite in the back. So pretty proud of that one, and we've been working hard on perfecting it. Uh, we have Kitty Hawk, which is our honey cream ale. Ooh. Uh, that's brewed with 15 kilos of local honey. That's uh, from a winery um, in Black Creek, so just a little north of here. Very popular beer. That beer's just exploded over the last six months. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably our most widespread beer in the Comox Valley in terms of on tap. We have we have a lot of accounts in that beer. Right. Uh, we have our Overcast. And these are all still your cores. Yeah, right? these are all still our cores. Yeah, yeah. We have our Overcast Hazy IPA or Northeast I or New England IPA. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, El Dorado, Idaho 7, double dry hops, Kvike yeast, all those, all those hype words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of oats, lots of wheat, hazy, big body, you know, all that stuff. Brilliant. Um, and then we have a rotating sour. So our, our rotating sour is fruited, well, mostly fruited. Sometimes we do dry hop sours. Uh, it's called F-Bomb. Currently, we have a cherry creamsicle, so 600 pounds of... Um, dark sweet cherries. Yep, I got a very like Jolly Rancher on. Yeah. It, so yeah, yeah. Lactose, vanilla, mm -hmm. um, but it always changes. So the next one that's in the tank, that we'll, we already canned it and we're waiting to release for uh, whenever this one finishes. Uh, it's pin, uh, peach and pink guava. Ooh. So this one's kind of lighter on the fruit end, lighter on the acidity, more like a light summery spritzer beer, whereas this other one was. Not light on anything. It was pretty obnoxious, but <laughs> supposed to taste like a cherry cream skull. 
And then the rest of our lineup, so we normally have at least 10 beers on tap, is kind of rotating. Mm -hmm. Like in Tank right now, we have a Dry Hop Pilsner, a New Zealand style Pilsner. Uh, we just reached a Hazy Pale Ale, so like Mikey's yeah. well. I mean, there's something for everybody yeah. on, your, on your menu. Yeah, that was yeah, kind, yeah. Of our, yeah. kind of our thoughts on the beer lineup, or my thoughts, was to have a broad spectrum of beers and be able to do anything. Yeah. Like we, we pride ourselves on being able to brew any style of beer to the highest ability that we can. And um, yeah, we're continuing to strive to get better at that. And yeah. yeah. Now, part of starting this podcast series for me was to explore my own backyard. And British Columbia has a vast backyard. It can be a bit daunting trying to organize a year adventure. Luckily, the craft beer enthusiasts at the BCL Trail have made it easy for you to plan your next trip. At the bcltrail.ca, you'll find recommended itineraries to explore different regions of the province. Everything from, of course, craft breweries to pubs, restaurants, and even some great outdoor activities the area has to offer. So whether you're planning a weekend trip or being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. New experiences are brewing nearby at the bcltrail.ca. So with that, I mean, you kind of hinted at it of the size, but like what's the actual spec of the brew house back there and everything uh, to keep up with this huge menu? <laughs> like, so we're adding in some more tanks to kind of help keep up. It's... It's getting tight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this time of year, everyone's getting tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, yeah, we're working, working real hard mm -hmm. to keep everything going right now. And so Jack, I mentioned before, the assistant brewer, he's coming up on a year now, and he's really hitting his stride now. So he's helping me a ton. So that's been great. We get uh, contract canner to come in to kind of help us with the the, mm -hmm. uh, the packaging side. Because yeah, like it's beautifully laid out back there, but yeah, there's no space for anything else. No. So yeah. No. Yeah. We've we've used all of the space that we have. Yeah. Kent always says he never imagined that he would need to buy more tanks, <laughs> but I think you can hear that from everybody that started a brewery. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're like six months in. They're like, oh, we need more tanks. This is crazy. I bought yeah, yeah. so many. <laughs> and then uh, you were telling me an interesting story because um, like looking around, it's a beautiful building that we're in. Yeah. But it almost looks purpose built for yeah. how, you, how you guys have built it out here. But it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an old car dealership. So it's got this kind of like hexagonal shape to it and like big rafters and well lit. Mm -hmm. And it was a showroom for cars. And we've made it into our tap room. Half is the tap room, half of it's the production space. And it's really well laid out, well thought of. And yeah, we really utilize the space. And it's nice and bright in here, which I like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in the wintertime. It's not always and 40 degrees here. You pretty much have like 360 windows around the whole yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah. When, the, when the sun's coming in around like 5 p.m., it's, yeah. it's a bit warm. But <laughs> yeah. but now you found out you have AC. So yeah, you know, yeah <laughs> we have a magic AC that I don't even know where it is. <laughs> I've just been hanging out in the cold room. <laughs> Yeah, I hung out in a cold room last night and hugged a stack of kegs. That was uh, the highlight of my evening. Nice. You know, just yeah. cool down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if uh, somebody was wanting to make better beer themselves, what would be some advice you could give them? So, like, any tips to make a really clean lager there? Uh, I Like I said before, I'm a bit of a nerd. I really like the chemistry in terms of water. That really is a huge thing, for I think, for beer. So you can make, like, B-grade beer pretty easily i think like it's not super complicated to make b grade beer but it's it's really hard to make a a plus beer and it's the little things like calculating what you want the beer to be not just hoping the beer turns out that way yeah and that's so water chemistry is a big one 
Fermentation control in terms of temperature is really hard for home brewers to do, but if you can do that, that makes a huge difference. And just the small details, like just practice. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of home brewing, you have a bit of a home brewing project here too, right? At the brewery. Yeah. So we do something called the pilot project. Uh, we just judged the third one and we're hosting the fourth one, hopefully in the spring or sorry, in the fall, depending on the world and craziness and all that stuff. Yeah. So home brewers submit their beers. Me, um, a couple other beer celebrities from around here, and our assistant brewer, Jack, we judge them. And whoever wins in terms of the highest scoring beer, regardless of style, um, gets to collaborate with me on the production side. And we brew it, and we package it, and uh, we send it out to the world. And the first one was a smoked porter, Ooh. which, uh, yeah, we were like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was fabulous right like super great beer you couldn't deny it like right, yeah. it's the best beer it had to win right yeah and we released it like not seasonally at all i think we released it in the spring we we're like uh blew it blew it out so quick brilliant yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was great i really loved that beer and then the second one that won and we're going to be releasing it at the at the next event uh was a blackberry berliner a little more marketable yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh we've been waiting to brew it with COVID shut down and all that stuff. We we kind of had to delay it. Uh, we're looking to do it kind of the end of the summer, and then we'll release it at the next event where we announce next winner. And then yeah, we're gonna do it yearly. It's pretty pretty fun event. The first time we did it, we were able to have like bands in. Uh, it was live. We broadcasted it live on Facebook. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to replicate that for the next event. But we'll see how things are in September, and hopefully we can. Have something yeah yeah we're looking forward to normalcy and events and seeing people and having music and yeah and i have this. to say since we've been chatting your tasting room is full now yeah <laughs> yeah people yeah, like, people heard about the ac i guess yeah maybe yeah well it's, it's so hot out there right now yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not made for this weather no neither am i yeah no yeah no so this was a question i put out on my instagram are you a, a polar vortex guy or a heat dome guy i uh, you can deal with cold yeah you just put on clothes yeah like once the heat hits you like there's nothing you can do yeah you can like sit in the lake all day but even then like even then you get sunburned yeah like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny if you go down to the ocean right now not refreshing no it's like really warm yeah so i've been going up to comox lake and swimming there because it's a glacial lake and it's really cold yeah but everyone in the valley is up there right now yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. no i've been hanging out in cold rooms and hugging kegs that's yeah a, that's, what, that's what i've been there doing you go. No, you like you can't do anything. This I I'm an active person. I like to mountain bike and yeah. hike and fish yeah. and all that stuff. So I can't do that stuff. I get pretty bored. Yeah, I have to give a shout out to my neighbor. Uh, she climbed a mountain over this weekend down wow. down down island. So I'm oh, like, wow. And she's like, I'm the only one up here. And I'm like, there's yeah, probably I'm a kidding. reason. Yeah. yeah, there's probably a reason. Hopefully, for that. there's some snow up there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Dan. Yeah, no worries. Thanks really for coming by and having a chat. Yeah, let's get another beer and cool down. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Big thank you to Dan for his time, and yep, that was the first heat dome of the summer when we taped that, and it was very comfortable in there. Food was great as well, had lunch there, and uh, tried a couple other beers, and absolute solid work, Dan. Uh, really love that lager too, by the way. Big thanks to the BC Yale Trail for making this episode possible. You can check them out at thebcaletrail.ca. If you want to follow this podcast series, you can by going to facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. On Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. The website itself is Cascadian.beer and there you can find every episode as well as in your favorite podcast app of this podcast series. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, 
Support your local.